If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. See, senor. Dimly lit room, where deeper than the bowels. The bowels, I tell you, of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today we are under the tutelage. That's a little slurry. Today we are under the tutelage of our general manager. Iranian proxies. What what is a proxy? It's somebody who acts on your behalf, but is an independent... uh, Actor unit. Are they independent? A semi. Or, or they're does not it the mothership. They're, does it they're very. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, the level of coordination and control definitely varies. Mm-hmm. Like Hezbollah, for instance. Iran started that. That's a wholly owned subsidiary. There are other groups that like the Houthis that they work with and finance and arm, but they're a little more independent. It's like your kids. One calls you every day or several times a week, and the others are just kind of out there in orbit, and you love them, they love you, but you don't contact them that much. (laughs) Right. Right. Uh, Interesting. I just watched, before I came to work today, I was watching a pretty hot argument on MSNBC between a couple of uh, guests about whether or not we should attack or attack Iran directly with one guest uh, adamant that we need to hit them hard and hit them hit them directly they've been doing this for years the only re- the only way they're ever going to stop is they feel enough pain to stop and then the the other side was a uh, oil will go up in an election year and blah 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 
uh, which will probably win the day as it has uh, for a very long time. That argument, the blah 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 argument of why okay. we can't. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, it's interesting. I've just gone through a handful of emails. We invited folks of a more isolationist point of view to weigh in and explain um, how their idea, and I'm trying to be fair here, how their uh, feeling that we really need to project American power around the globe less and stay the hell out of stuff that doesn't concern us and and, and keep our powder dry. Um, uh, Having just gone through those, uh, it's... It is obviously a great topic of, of uh, disagreement in this country and so layered with disagreements. The role of the United States in the world, what happens if we withdraw or are decreasingly what we are right now and whether that will benefit us or not. It's like every single point being made. And a couple of the emails were very intelligent, respectful, just really good. Some had that belligerent, and why are you so stupid, you can't see it, tone that is so popular these days. But <laughs> right. uh, the good ones, the, the more nuanced ones, what struck me in reading them was that every single point you're making deserves a one to five hour discussion. Like with historical background and expert testimony and, and the rest of it. Right, and then even then, it's a uh, a guess to a certain uh, level. Oh yeah, often people with absolutely rock solid arguments and great intelligence uh, predict the wrong thing, and history goes in the other direction. I'll tell you the argument as I was listening to these, watching these people argue on cable news. The argument that the argument for no, I'm a, I'm I'm a a uh, attack Iran guy right now. Attack Iran directly. Let them know you can't do this anymore. We're not going to let you do this anymore. But that will escalate. Well, that's their problem. And they can they can stop it as soon as they stop. And then there's no more escalation. If they want it to escalate, bring it on. I think that's where we got to be. But um, uh, I was susceptible to the argument of we got bigger fish to fry in the world than what's going on in the Middle East. And you bogged down with these weirdo countries. Do we care what Iran's doing in, the wor- in, in that part of the world outside of, uh, you know, our ally Israel? Or maybe that's a stupid thing to say outside of our ally Israel. That's all there needs to be. Yeah, especially given the fact that it's still an important region for, for energy and shipping and that sort of thing. And, and, and you've got to keep in mind, and again, if, you, if we were ever going to have a, a, a discussion of this that truly satisfied most people, it would be many, many hours long. And that would satisfy no one. Um, but the fact is, and this is why I can't go down the road of some of my more isolationist friends who, again, they want what's best for the country. I'm not trying to impugn their motives or anything like that. But they don't understand the extent to which and the speed with which China would step into any vacuum left by the withdrawal of American power. And China would not use that new position for benign purposes. And if China doesn't want to, a different bad guy will. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, axis of a-holes, one of my favorite uh, foreign <laughs> policy terms uh, that's come up, uh, come to the fore lately. <laughs> Your Russia and North Korea and China. Uh, and, and Iran often uh, joins the dance. And there are other, some, some other would-be, hey, can I play too? You know, minor powers who think, hell, if China backs us, let's go with them for a while. It's an ugly world. I just think it's a lot uglier than people realize. 
I also, as I was perusing uh, the Internet, came across a conspiracy theory that uh, I can't tell if it's serious or not. You know, like the whole flat earth thing is re- very popular, and there's groups mm-hmm. and T-shirts and bumper stickers, and but none of them are serious. I mean, the occasional weirdo, I suppose, or or uh, birds or drones, that same sort of thing, you know. If it flies, it spies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all for joining in a, a, a really, really hilarious conspiracy, just for fun. But I can't tell if this is one of those or not. It might be that the whole... So a lot of Baltimore Raven fans are convinced the NFL wanted the Kansas City Chiefs to win to get Taylor Swift to the Super Bowl. Because for more ratings. That's not a crazy conspiracy. I don't think that happened. But that's not crazy. But then the whole her and Travis Kelsey thing is orchestrated building up to a wedding in which they will have the world's attention and they will endorse Joe Biden. (laughs) I did not see that coming. Um, (laughs) Neither did I. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Wow, yeah, have have Brock Purdy of the 49ers and I don't know who's another current hottie. I don't I can't name them. See, it brought um, together a giant segment of society, the football and all that whole crowd that yes. doesn't probably <laughs> dig Taylor Swift. Then a whole another segment of society that probably does is not into and you brought those together in one place for a wedding similar to Prince Charles and Princess Diana where the oh, world's attention similar. is there. Right. Yeah. They kiss, they say, I do, and they turn and say, and that's why we need Joe Biden or something. <laughs> mm, yes. And that, that makes sense. do something. <laughs> wow, that's funny. Uh, the Flat Earth t-shirts, that intrigues me. I'll bet they're pretty amusing. Oh, I'm they not are. Familiar Absolutely. With that. Yeah. Although the guy, man, so uh, I told this story. We were at the f- local farmer's market, and the Flat Earth people had a booth up, and that guy seemed... Uh, serious. He was adamant and seemed serious. My son questioned him for a very long time. That guy didn't seem to be playing a joke. He seems to be angered and troubled that big spear is trying to push this uh, round earth thing on us and we've been duped. He had all you know, the mathematics. I'd say I need to dig into that, but uh, knowing me, I won't find the time. I won't make the time. It's pretty entertaining. Well, it's like a lot of things. I mean, you know, they hit you with a couple, why is this and why is this? And you think, I don't know, but the earth's still round. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, if, if I were to spend the next three weeks, all of my spare time, coming up with solid refutations of what you are claiming, would that change your mind? No, because you're part of the what's-its. Well, okay, then never mind. I'm not anti, I'm certainly not anti having debates that include facts and trying to sway people. But I like your thing the other day that when you when you get attacked by some, you know, intellectual woke person and they start throwing a bunch of mumbo jumbo and stuff at you, where you just say, you're confusing me with a bunch of words I don't know, but you're evil. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with that. Say with the flatter thing. I don't know those numbers may be true, but the earth's still round. So I don't know. <laughs> I might start carrying around a meter. That's uh, it doesn't matter what the meter is, but I can make it so that it constantly is going on full. And I'm going to have maybe I'll have it custom made and I'll say, oh, look at my evil meter. You're all the way into the evil zone and the needle will be right there into the red. And I'll say, so, you know, you and your complicated arguments full of jargon I've never heard before in my life. Wow, you're really good at that. But you're evil. Yeah, so you got a little, it goes a meter, and it's, you know, a little little mustache and the arm up for the evil. And then the other side... Oh, you, you think, 
Hitler's G- arm is actually the needle, maybe. And then, and then on the other end of the, you know, at the purest, the least evil, it's a, I don't know, a newborn baby or Jesus or whatever you're going to go with. And then the right. needle goes somewhere in between there. Yeah, I was thinking of a color code, but your pictographs would be entertaining as well. <laughs> Let's I haven't this. finalized the design of my evil meter yet. <laughs> Let's start the show officially. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Tuesday, January 30th. Are we about out of January? The year 2024. Life will not be a, a bore in 24. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's leap into action then officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. I had such a... Such great ideas for all the good I'm going to do with this money. First thing, Rachel, you and I are going to go shopping. We're going to get completely new wardrobes, new shoes, motorcycle for Crowley, new fishing rod for Robbie. Rachel, what do you want? Penthouse? It's yours, Rachel. So who's that? That's the lady. That says uh, Trump uh, sexually assaulted her in a changing room at a fancy department store there in New York 30 years ago and that trial is over and they found him not guilty of it's a it's a it's like second or third level of seriousness sexual assault anyway then he badmouths her and you get another trial and the jury awarded this woman you just heard almost 90 million dollars and she went on all the talk shows yesterday giddily laughing about all the things she's going to buy which I don't think is doing her any favors. I mean, one of her arguments, one of her lawyer's arguments is Trump bad-mouthing her brought um, death threats and she's had to hire guards and move and all these different sorts of things, which is horrible. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially if all you are is a victim of a sexual assault. It shouldn't make you have to hire armed guards to protect yourself. But going on these talk shows, giddily laughing about your sexual assault from 30 years ago, that's a little sketchy, uh, is not doing you any favors, lady. Yeah, two points. Uh, number one, those uh, trials were civil trials. It's worth pointing out. Different standards right, of proof right. lower and, and the rest of it. Um, and they were just civil judgments. Uh, secondly, yeah, she's a well-known eccentric and has been for decades. Um, she's wacky. That, that's, that's not dispositive, as they say in the, in the courtroom. It doesn't prove anything. But, yeah, she's a wackadoo. And it's just... A coincidence of the timing of the way the wheels of justice turn slowly. That all of this has come to a head right when Donald Trump becomes the Republican nominee for president, since it happened 30 years ago. Well, yeah, same timing as it turns out uh, for things that happened three years ago, things that happened seven years ago, and things that happened 13 and a half years ago. That all has to get decided this year. That reminds me on one of his other court cases that could cost him a lot of money. So he, in theory, and he's going to appeal this, and who knows what he'll ever actually end up paying. But right now he's on the hook for $90 million. And that other trial about his loans, where he is accused of over-evaluating his properties to get better deals, uh, they're looking at about $300 million on that. So he could be on the hook for almost $400 million, which is a lot of money. I don't care how rich you are. But there are some estimates that that would be anywhere from a half to a third or more of his entire net worth, and he wouldn't be able to do business in New York anymore. So this is practically an existential threat to the Trump empire, these two trials together. And the Associated Press did a deep dive on this 
ridiculous law that they've got in New York and how this is an outlier, this has never happened before, and something's hinky here. The Associated Press, which is not wow. exactly Fox, and I'll read their um, the conclusions. It's damned interesting. Yeah, I want to hear that. It reminds me of uh, our emailer's request yesterday that I continue to use the, the sentence that is more or less... Um, Trump is very hard to take, and his detractors are full of crap. Yeah, absolutely. Because they're they're both true. I don't know what happened with E. Jean Carroll years and years ago. It's and I will never ever know. Oh, we really need to take a yeah. break. But all of this coming together at the same time and trying to bring him to his knees financially this year. Come on. I'll assume mailbag is great. Our text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. Stay here. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I just read a great opinion piece about what we ought to do to Iran that I agree with, so of course I like it. Uh, maybe we'll get that a little bit later. It's pretty hawkish. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day, continuing on with our series from Samuel Adams, who is a never-ending font of great quotes about liberty, that sort of thing. 
Several to choose from will go with this. It is no dishonor to be in a minority in the cause of liberty and virtue. Of course, one of his most famous quotes had to do with, you know, just a small group of people who will set brush fires in the minds of men. I like that a lot. Uh, the only problem with it is that there's a lot of people that think they're right. They're in a minority of a very small handful of nuts. But they, mm -hmm. they, they go with that argument right there. Yeah, yeah. But that's one of those uh, questions that haunt mankind, Jack. Sure. Yeah. You know, if you bravely fight on because you know you're going to succeed in your career someday, well, you're either smart and, and, and brave and you're going to, or you're just not good enough and you're wasting your time. But that's the great judgment call we all must make. Right. Mailbag. Woohoo. Drop us a note, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We don't have a lot of time. Uh, Jeff writes, you guys were struggling with logic why we didn't attack Iran yet. Think you're forgetting all the deals Joe and Hunter did with China, Russia, etc. Biden's most likely being blackmailed into doing what he's told. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, China and every other entity he was bribed by has him and Hunter recorded. 100% chance he's compromised. Or he's just the P-word, as I was saying yesterday. Yeah, totally different topic. Here's Vivek Ramaswamy in an interview used a, a great metaphor about racism. He said it's better to just let it atrophy instead of going crazy over it. Uh, what what there is really? He said he used the analogy of a virus that's becoming very small, but instead of atrophying the body, clearing the last vestiges of it, an overactive immune system destroys organs in an overactive response to the threat that would go away in, uh, on its own. He said it's similar to how COVID can be deadly to some people. Yeah, the whole cytokine storm. So he's saying, yeah, there's there's racism left. But let's just continue on pressing toward a colorblind society where everybody has their rights, and it'll go away. Yeah, that makes sense. I think he has a point. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, lots to talk about today. If you miss a segment, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Cinnamon, cinnamon, you can't hide! 
So here's a tip. If you're going to chant at someone you can't hide and they're standing in front of you waving a flag, in this case, Senator Fetterman, on his roof raising the Israeli flag, he's not hiding. He's, like, trying to be as obvious as he can about his position. you got to come up with a different angle. You can say you're supporting genocide or something like that, but you can't claim he's hiding. (laughs) I think you need to go back to your book of chants and look for an alternate. Right. What's your plan B, chant-wise? Yes, exactly. So uh, I wanted to play that uh, partly because that is clearly uh, a bunch of almost entirely young women uh, chanting and sounding a bit like cheerleaders of old, chanting, hold that line, hold that line, push them back and win, we'll push be em. just fine. You know? Push them back, push them back, way back. Yeah, exactly. And yet they're chanting nonsense about Fetterman and, and Israel. Uh, and I thought that was a good way to get into this discussion, which is uh, a, a few different loose ends that I think will coalesce eventually into something like a point. But uh, <laughs> I got a fair amount of attention the other day when a, uh, a study came out, a number of sages from around the world tweeted about it and commented on it, that there's a wide ideology gap opening up between young men and women in countries across the world. And they cite in particular um, South Korea, which has got an astonishing divide. Uh, it, the scale is, are you like completely mainstream or are you plus 10 uh, liberal, plus 20, plus 30, or um, you know, minus 10, minus 20 conservative? Where are you on the scale? Uh, I, I would say that the thing that stood out to me when I saw it is I didn't know this was happening in other parts of the world. Did you? I thought it was an American phenomenon. Uh, I don't know, um, but it's I know now, and it's astonishing. So South Korea, uh, men are becoming much, much more conservative fairly quickly, and women are steadily becoming more liberal. Uh, that is actually the exception to the rule where, for instance, in the U.S., Germany, and the U.K., young men seem to be getting steadily more conservative. Uh, but in kind of a controlled uh, descent. And don't get uh, hung up on the up and down thing. It's just the way the axes are laid off. Nobody's trying to make a value judgment. Um, so men are are slowly, t- but definitely trending in the direction of conservatism. But the U.S., Germany, U.K., the women have gone like cuckoo nuts in the past 10 years, skyrocketing toward a very, very high level level of liberalism slash progressivism. You assigned some evolutionary reasons for this yesterday. I think that's the only explanation. It's got to be something like that, doesn't it? Well, yeah, I, I would phrase it like this. I think there are evolutionary anthropological reasons why the arguments that are swaying some people toward becoming this woke DEI sort of progressive, those find much more fertile soil in female minds than males. Women are much more receptive to that particular message or set of messages for reasons that we can get into at some point. We have in the past, and folks have emailed in, um, and the other, the other interesting thing that stood out to me in these charts is that you don't have to go back that far when men and women were the same politically. I mean, so different age groups, things would be differently, but not genders, really. No, they were very similar. It depends which country you're talking about. Um, in, in the U.S., men have, for a very long time, several decades, been more conservative than women. Um, 
but the divide was was narrow enough that it's it, it, it was a great example of Joe Getty's great unified uh, theory of, of humankind, which is that we need men and women. We need Navy SEALs and we need poets. We need flaming liberals and we need arch conservatives. It keeps us all in balance. Uh, as I've said many times, compassion without order is chaos and death. Order without compassion is brutality. And and you don't want any, either of those extremes. So I like the balancing, you know, view of humanity, the yin and yang. It's not like I came up with it. Um, <laughs> and you see that that yin and yang pretty well illustrated. But but now all of a sudden in the last ten years or so, it's gone completely oh, 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 just wildly to one side, fueled almost entirely by womankind. I think it's worth pointing out that you know let's focus on the United States, obviously. Because we know it the best, and that's where ninety nine point nine percent of the people listening live or or have lived. What's interesting is it's not merely that the women are getting more progressive at a much faster rate than the men are. The men are going in the other direction, and that's actually, as I look at the charts, that's true of all four countries considered the most really among the most important industrialized countries on earth. And there's um, been documented and plenty of anecdotal evidence that's happening at a fairly young age in our schools. Uh, what does this lead to in terms of, because in general, you got to get men and women coming together as a couple having babies for the species to keep going. Uh, which is notably not really happening in the four industrialized Western countries we're considering. Here. Maybe for this reason. It can't be helping. No. Anyway, I have not. more more evidence and uh, and uh, uh, perspectives. Uh, same same chart, and Jonathan Haidt, who is one of my intellectual heroes, he's just brilliant, brilliant guy. I've read several things he's written. I need to get back and read more of them because I think he's right about virtually everything. But um, he says. Uh, the proliferation of smartphones and social media mean that young women and men now increasingly inhabit separate spaces and experience separate cultures. This is life after Babel, which is uh, the title of one of his famous pieces of uh, thinking and writing. Uh, and, and I thought this comment in particular was pretty interesting. Um, and it, maybe it's not 100% true, but it's true enough. Uh, social media and phones for girls equals sadness, depression, anxiety, suicidal ideation. Social media and phones for boys, porn, isolation, video games, and now diverging worldviews. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Wow. And then came across this. Now, practically... Yeah, so when, when did the... I, I don't remember looking at the charts. When did they re really start to separate... Uh, you want to focus on the U.S. Uh, primarily? Yeah. yeah. Uh, a little after 2010. Okay. About around the time that... Well, it started to separate in like 2007, 2008. Right. When the iPhone then went showed crazy up. in 2012, 2013. Yeah, just, just like everything else on practically every chart around 2000. Depression and suicide, anxiety, all of it. Yeah. All of it! Starts like when the iPhone and... And uh, social media and all this different sort of stuff happened. All these things start at that time.
That's not yeah. On the other hand, it's become unmistakable that social media is the number one tool of pedophiles everywhere. But we'll get to that later. Uh, so came across this. This is you know not that many people watch network TV. Although if they are, there's a good damn chance they're watching Law and Order, one of the Law and Order franchises. Still a very very popular show. This happened the other night. But Natalie, Jay Watson raped you. This entire trial has been an exercise in reminding me. And this is your chance to do something about it. I am going to. Believe me. Because I can. I can afford therapy. I have that luxury. And maybe one day I'll be okay. But if that teenager goes to prison, he may not be. Wow. Wow. I don't want that. Wow. Natalie, wait. Woke white woman refuses to go ahead with the prosecution of young black man who forcibly raped her because of her privilege, and it would be wrong. Wow. One That's... of the most popular shows on TV. Now, I will tell you, the cops involved had looks of, you've got to be kidding me. Don't do this on their faces. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. One of the comments from uh, this, this writer, who uh, was one of several who posted it, was, liberal white women suffer from pathological empathy, which has convinced them that the oppressor, if... Uh, uh, that the the oppressor, if they're black or trans or an immigrant, is oppressed. Meaning, you can rape. You can be one of those mobs. Happens every damn day, by the way. New video comes out. White victim has the hell beat out of them by a mob of color or, or whatever. But it never makes the news because it's not a useful narrative. But anyway, what these people believe is that if the oppressor in that moment is oppressed in in the big picture, then they should not be held responsible for their own actions at all. And so to the point of this woman being forcibly raped, says, no, I can, I can afford counseling. I'll be fine someday. But if that young man goes to prison, he won't be fine. And I'm not going to be part of that. I got to believe that there's a fair number of people out there who've had some horrifying things happen to them saying to their radio, yeah, I've had years of therapy. I ain't okay. Yeah. And just to finish this point made by uh, Ali Stuckey, the writer I mentioned, and while it may seem selfless, it's actually a form of narcissism born of the toxic self-love culture that consumes them because it allows them to pose as heroes and saviors. I thought that was a really good point. You know, we've used the term virtue signaling, as have, I'm sure, all of you many times uh, to describe this sort of thing. But, yeah, it does allow you to haul yourself up on the cross or whatever metaphor you want to use and say, look how incredibly enlightened I am, even though anybody possessed of even a shred of, of the ability to think critically and logically recognizes, well, if you systemically don't hold people to account for aberrant, nay, horrifying behavior... You're going to end up in a violent, horrible dystopia. It's yeah. obvious. 
Wow, that is something. Is that a recent episode? Yeah. Wow. We'll have to play that again later. That's too good or bad, yeah, depending how, on how you want. How crazy is that? That is and, something. And, and we hear from young men all the time who say, I would like to have a girlfriend or get together with some of these women, but they are nuts and they're militant and they're angry. Wow, that is really interesting. If you'd like to comment on that, you can. we got Katie's headlines coming up. Text line 415-295-KFTC. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I have a big dumb cup update. <laughs> as, uh, as the Stanley Cup continues to Royal America. <laughs> And continues to confuse hockey fans who hear the term for the first time. All right. And uh, this fraud trial that Trump is involved in that could destroy his empire is really something. And the Associated Press, of all people... Liberals! Yeah. No, they're saying, whoa, this is really an outlier the way you're doing this. We'll tell you about this to kick off Hour 2 of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Right now, I don't. Katie, did you have a comment on the previous segment, uh, or, or you just want to dive into your thing here? I, I was, I was going to jump in. I was agreeing with you guys. I think, I mean, right now, uh, the listening to that clip first of all blew my mind. Yeah, the Law and Order. That was just. But I think it's a mindset because we, the young women right now, they're so afraid to offend, you know, and they have, they're riddled with this. In, in, like it's this imposed guilt coming from the majority. I don't know. That's why I, I agreed with you guys mostly. Or self-imposed guilt. Yeah, that too. Well, but if you dare express disagreement with the consensus, you'll be tossed out of the, the herd, which is extremely painful for women in a way dudes, I don't think most dudes don't understand. But I think it's anyway, a weakness. Toss me out. I don't like the herd anyway. I think it's a weakness. Yeah. This herd sucks. I've been thrown out of better herds than this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's figure out who's supporting what. It is the lead story with Katie Green. Katie? 
Thank you, guys. From the ABC News website, Senate nears bipartisan border deal that Trump calls a disaster. Yeah, well, this is an interesting, uh, interesting moment. But it, it's dead on arrival in the House, correct? The House has no interest in this Senate bill? That is correct. Yeah. All right. And I think it would definitely help seal up the border, but it's utterly unnecessary. So am I in favor of this or against it? From Bloomberg. Israel military sees it taking all of 2024 to eliminate Hamas threats or longer. Uh, back to the border thing. A lot of people have been making the point lately that uh, because the Biden administration is, I think, pretty successfully with the help of the media making this argument that, look, it's the Republicans that won't allow the legislation to go through. I'd like to do something. But when he wants to do something the other direction, he just does it. He doesn't wait for legislation. It's an executive order, or they just go around it somehow, or an agency does something. But when it's, but if he wants to drag his feet, if he doesn't want to do something, we need to have legislation. I can't get these terrible Republicans to come along and pass the legislation. Utterly dishonest. He opened the border with executive orders. Right. He could close it. He just chooses not to. Right. Again, aided and petted by the lying media. <laughs> From the New York Post, Biden sparks outrage with reports that he may not attend ceremony honoring troops killed in Jordan. Man, he's kept a low profile since this happened. It's because he's old and feeble. Is he going to come out and give a big speech when we finally retaliate? Or, uh, I wonder. From the New York Times, Neuralink implanted a device in patient's brain, Elon Musk says. Apparently, this chip can allow you to control a computer just by thinking. But so they've done it in a human now? Because they've been yes. trying it on monkeys. Yes. The internet is crying. It's the first cyborg. Okay. Things are getting weird. And they're getting weird fast. Things are getting weird fast. I'll have to read up on this. That's interesting. From Fox Business, Amazon begins showing ads on Prime Video, jumping on a streaming trend. In order to get Prime Video without ads, it's now an extra $2.99 a month. You bastards. Speaking we of, we really need to do an audit of all of our subscriptions. Judy yes. was just—we got to do it. Speaking of delivery systems, other than Amazon, UPS just announced breaking news that they're laying off twelve thousand people. Oh, jeez, that's a lot of people. From page six, Donald Trump's hair color changes with his mood. He can't sit still. A hairdresser says. <laughs> Always seems to be the same, fakey blonde to me. Fakey okay. blonde. It's a different hue, frequently. Mm, okay. And right. I actually just had a conversation with a friend about this, and I said, could you imagine trying to get that guy to sit still in a chair to do his hair for 45 <laughs> minutes? I'm sure he talks the whole time. Probably. And finally, the Babylon Bee. Target places razor wire around Stanley Cups. There you go. <laughs> Big dumb cup. As featured on Saturday Night Live, is your life without meaning? Fill it with cup. Big dumb cup. Well, Saw one last night as at a get together, and there was a woman with her big uh, Stanley Cup. You got to have handle, lid, and straw. That's the popular one. And if you're really an in woman, you got the lavender or the pink. Now, colors, I know the whole handle, lid, and straw. Apparently, some don't have that. Correct. You can get some really without the handle, lid, and straw. But handle, lid, and straw, lid, and straw is the sign that you're the cool people with the big dumb cup. Well, you want to be that. Uh, more on the way. Hour two is going to be great. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick 
and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.